The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. You know, lately I've been doing a lot of pet cleaning for the holidays. So what does that mean exactly? I've taken a lot of the things that my dogs and cats don't use and actually... I'm going to donate it to my local animal shelter. So if you have unwanted toys, bowls, leashes, and collars, or whatever, clean it up and just donate it. You'll be helping to get a pet adopted as well as helping a local shelter in your area. And on that good deed, let's kick off the show with the weekly countdown. In segment four, we are talking with veterinarian Christine Rudder from Texas A&M about the dangers to your pets when it comes to cold weather. In this portion of the show, I'm talking with psychologist Dr. Stanley Corrin about how to tactfully handle family when it comes to your pet. In segment two, we love to talk about celebrities like Jennifer Aniston and their pets, but we are also talking about some of the top news stories of 2019 in Flex Facts. And one, it's the holidays again, and that means making travel plans, not only for you, but your furry friend. Joining us today to talk about holiday pet travel is Jeanette Castellano, the National Director of AAA Public Relations. Hello, Jeanette, and welcome to the Pet Buzz. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to chat with you and your listeners about pets and travel. Well, I'm a big supporter and a client of AAA. I can't live without it. I can't even tell you how many times I have locked myself out of my car. So AAA is is constantly in my thoughts for not only that, but for some of the other services. But today I'm excited to talk about traveling with your pets. It's something I do a lot, and I'd love to have some of your insight. So, you know, with the holidays right around the corner, literally, should we expect a lot of activity on the road and train stations and in airports? You know, really, I guess right before Christmas to directly after New Year's. Yeah, the holidays definitely drive traffic, whether you're traveling by air car, by train, no matter where where you're going or how you're getting to grandmother's house, it's going to be busy. Throughout 2019, we've seen record travel at other holidays, and we expect it to be the same for this this season in December. Um, 2018, we saw a little over 112 million people travel between Christmas and New Year's. So I would expect the masses to be out again in 2019. Wow. I mean, and that's road, that's train, and that's even flying via plane. So that's a lot of people are going to be out there that you're going to be having to rub elbows with literally in the upcoming days. So let's talk about pets now. What's the first thing that we need to think about? Well, whether you're traveling by plane, train, or going by car with your pet, uh, I think the first recommendation you always want to keep in mind is to get a clean bill of health from your veterinarian. Um, you want to make sure your vet feels like your your cat, your dog, your animal, whoever you're taking with you, it's okay for them to travel. And always consult a veterinarian about your pet, specifically related to sedatives. Some people have varying understanding of what's okay for pets. You know, it's interesting because I'm glad that you mentioned um, seeing your vet because I think that's important, especially if you're traveling with an older pet or 
overweight pet or a, even a snub nose pet. But one of the things that I find so fascinating is the update in pet travel regulations. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons you need to start early. So if you're going to travel with a pet, one, first and foremost, check with your vet. Second, do your homework. You want to find out if your pet is fit to fly. So check the Animal Welfare Act to see what the latest rules and regulations are. And also do your homework in terms of um, investigating an airline's animal transport and welfare policies. Things change a lot, and you want to make sure you're up to date. If you have questions specific to an airline, call the airline too. Get, you know, verify what you're reading online and your understanding is correct so that when you get to the airport, you're not going to have any problems. Exactly. And that includes getting those health travel certificates from your vet. And, you know, just because you've flown on Southwest doesn't mean Delta is going to have the same regulations. And that's really key. And also be familiar with the cost involved because you don't want to have to stop. When you, if you have a non-refundable ticket, you don't want to have to turn around and rebook all over again just because you didn't do your pet homework. So thank you very much for that. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Jeanette Castellano, the National Director of AAA Public Relations. She's based in Washington, and she's giving us tips about traveling with your pet over the holidays. So let's talk a little bit about safety precautions. So when you're traveling with your pet, what should we think about when it comes to safety? So if you're going to travel with your pet by car, um, think about your own self when you get behind the wheel or when you're a passenger. What's the first thing you do? You buckle up. You're going to want to keep that same mentality in mind when it comes to your pet. They should always be confined to the back seat, either in a carrier or a harness, and the harness being attached to the car seatbelt. That's going to keep the dog safe, but it's also going to help with reducing distractions while you're driving. Amen to that. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I saw the cutest dog today. But let me tell you where she was. She was a little Shih Tzu and she was all cute and snuggly. Her mom was driving the convertible and the dog was lying on her mother's shoulders. So basically... Of the driver? Of the driver. And it was a convertible. So basically the dog was leaning on the door. Her little neck, chin, was just sitting on the door of the car. Now, that's not safe for the pet nor for the driver. You're going to want to make sure, you know, there's so many distractions when you're behind the wheel, whether it's your phone or, you know, just things that dart out in front of you, people or objects, and you want less distraction. You want to be focused on the road, and especially if you have a pet in the car, make sure they're in the back seat and they're harnessed properly. Absolutely, and you're using airline-approved or, you know, car-approved or safety-checked carrier bags and car seats, because I think that's a really important thing. And I'm glad you mentioned driver distraction. I know we don't have numbers concerning pets, but I can envision those numbers eventually being recorded. And I see it all the time with people with their dogs hanging out of the window, or they still even put their dogs in the back of pickup trucks. So thank you so much for talking about that. Okay. So next question, if I'm on a road trip with Fido going to grandma's house, you and I seem like to have similar grandmas. What about stopping? How can I plan my trip so I include those relief breaks? But I'm not really familiar with all those roads. I'm sure a lot of the our audience members are thinking about that. Yeah, uh, AAA recommends that drivers stop every two hours to stretch their legs and to take a quick break from driving. And that's a good rule of thumb when you're traveling with a pet. You're traveling every two hours to give yourself a break, and every two hours you'll be giving your pet a break too, and I'm sure they'll appreciate it. You know, And at, at the most, plan to visit a rest stop every four hours or so, 
making sure that your pets are having a drink of water or if you need to feed them in addition to walking them and giving them a break every two hours. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, you know, one of the great things about AAA, and I'm sure you can talk a little bit about this, is that you can get maps and you can get help about planning your trip from a local representative, correct? And they can tell you where the best stops are. Yeah, certainly. You can stop by your local AAA branch and speak with a travel agent, and they can definitely help you with routing your map and with tips and recommendations for stops along the way. Okay, so we talked about some of the necessary gear, which is the airline-approved carriers and the safety car carriers that have been car crashed and tested. What else should we think about bringing when we're traveling with our pets? Well, I mean, I think think about yourself. What do you pack for yourself besides clothes? Because most, I'm not saying some <laughs> some pet owners do have clothes for their for their animals, but you know, what are you packing for yourself when you're going on a long drive? Water and food, right? So make mm-hmm. sure you're carrying those for your animals. In addition to medication, if your dog's earning medication, just like you would pack your own and make sure you've got enough for the duration of your trip, you're going to want to do the same for your dog. And, of course, with the water, you're going to want to bring water bowls to make it easier when you stop to fill up that bowl and to help your dog, you know, quench their thirst. And I know you and I were talking about this earlier. We can't forget the first aid kit, and we have to learn how to use it, correct? That's, like, so important. Yes, I mean, so many people have first aid kits, but they really don't know how to use it when it comes to pets. So I encourage Mm -hmm. you, if you want to gift your pet with a first aid kit, that's great. You can also check out the American Red Cross. They have a great pet safety app that can help you. So that's also really great advice. But lastly, where can I get more information about traveling with pets and, you know, from you, from AAA? Yeah, you can definitely visit AAA.com backslash pet travel and find all the information you need there. Okay, Jeanette, thank you so much for joining us today. All right, well, safe travels. And again, thanks for reaching out. You too. Glad we help you out. If you want more information about traveling with your pet and AAA, go to AAA.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? I love animals and want my pets to be healthy. So I asked our vet who recommended EpiPet Ear Cleaner. It's super simple. And it even smells good. Every week I use it on both my dog and my cat to gently remove wax and debris. I even told my friend Aiden to try EpiPet on his dog Sophie, who always had red ears. But not anymore. Now we both have happy and healthy pets. Thanks, EpiPet. 
Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pet Buzz. This show is hosted by the Dynamic Pet Duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. So let's talk about some celebrity pet news. You know, it's nice to see Golden Globe nods for so many celebrities that we like, in particular Jennifer Aniston. You know, Aniston and her ex-husband Justin Theroux this year unfortunately said goodbye to their white German shepherd in July with Thoreau sharing snaps of the joint goodbye on Instagram. It was very, very sad if you saw it. I'll post a few of the pictures. But rumor has it now that at the end of the year, Aniston might be ready to get a new furry friend in her life. You know, if you've lost one of your furry, finned, or feather family members this year, don't let anyone rush you. Take your time before adding a new family member to your life. Fill the void. Don't replace it. I think that's a great way to put it. And now, what you've been waiting for. Flex Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction. Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. It's going to take long. You got the time. Flex Facts. The year is coming to an end, so let's take a look at some of our most important stories of 2019. So do you remember this one? A golden retriever and a pig that were abandoned outside an Eastern Ohio Humane Society? I do, in fact, remember that. And, you know, a surveillance video showed a masked man remove the dog from a car at about 8.40 p.m. Mm -hmm. and tied it to a post in front of the shelter. He then placed a cage containing the pot-bellied pig near the entrance. County Sheriff's deputy found the animals about four hours later. And according to an incident report, deputies tracked down the man who abandoned the animals through a license plate captured on the surveillance video. A Strasburg man was cited for cruelty to animals and abandoning animals. Remember, there are cameras everywhere, and we can see how you treat your pets. That's a good story, and it's absolutely true. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but I thought this was the most important story of 2019. Greg Manifield thought he was getting the flu in June of 2018. Do you remember this? He had a fever, vomiting, and diarrhea, but when he started getting confused, his family said it's time to go to the hospital. Well, doctors did blood cultures, and it was determined that he had capnocytophagia, which caused sepsis, a severe blood infection that led to his blood pressure dropping and many of his organs shutting down. Well, he was so ill that he lost his body parts, his arms and legs, as well as skin on the tip of his nose and parts of his upper lip. You know, the cause of capnocytophagia. And if you remember the interview, we did it with a University of Tennessee veterinarian. It turned out that the capnocytophagia was caused by a germ from his dog Ellie's mouth or from another dog that he met with. In the meantime, researchers and a variety of people, variety of researchers and doctors and scientists connected with Harvard Medical School and as well as many other institutions are really investigating cases like this. Well, the team had done genetic testing on all five people who seemed to be healthy 
but then who suffered from capnocyphagia. And it found that they all had a genetic variant. So even after 20 surgeries with Greg Manifuel, including the amputations, like I said, you know what the best part of the story is? What's that? He still kept his dog. Oh, that's fantastic. That still is, kept his dog. That is fantastic. Now I'm going to throw another one in. Because I know you're going to give us the most popular and most important story of the year. (laughs) Well, and I was happy to kind of take part in this story. Well, this is about the now popular Bebe, who's actually gone bye-bye. Bebe is a giant panda, and he left the country last month. Although born at the Smithsonian in 2015, the giant panda couldn't claim U.S. citizenship because an agreement with China stipulates that all cubs born at U.S. zoos or any other zoos must move to China at age four. It's for their breeding program. Well, he departed from Washington Dulles International Airport like a rock star. So FedEx, that was his carrier of choice, or the Smithsonian's carrier of choice, put a giant decal of a panda on the plane just for Bebe's ride. And he was the only cargo on the direct flight not counting, of course, the 66 pounds of bamboo, <laughs> snacks, and water. So, bye-bye, baby. <laughs> Sadly, bye-bye, baby. Exactly. Sadly, bye-bye, baby. Okay, last but not least, and recently, President Trump passed legislation, or actually he signed into legislation, introduced by our congressman, Congressman Vern Buchanan and Ted Deutsch, to make animal cruelty a federal offense. Yippee. How big this is. It's very big. Buchanan's legislation will close those loopholes by prohibiting the underlying acts of torture themselves, regardless of whether or not a video is created. And that's the facts. Flex facts. Absolutely. I can't wait for a new year. Can you? I can't either. Okay, so more of the pet buzz very soon. Bet you can't wait for my I Likey of the Week. My name is Mike Ruiz, and I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada, and now I live in New Jersey. The thing that made me fall in love with Oliver was the very first time I met him, he was being fostered by a friend of mine whom I was visiting. I opened the door to my friend's house, and Oliver came running up to me, sat at my feet, and looked up at me with the most beautiful, big, brown, soulful eyes. And within 24 hours, I had filled out all the paperwork, and Oliver was my son. I've experienced a lot of discrimination with Oliver. We would walk down the street, and people would literally cross the street. We know when they would see us coming, you know, they saw like a menacing pit bull type dog. It just found it so baffling because Oliver was the sweetest, gentlest creature that I've ever met in my entire life. Sadly, I lost Oliver in August of 2018. I wanted to commemorate him in a way that was very meaningful. So I got this tattoo of him. It's just such an amazing thing. Knowing that I carry him in my heart, I now carry him on my arm. My name is Mike Ruiz and Oliver and I are individuals. I'm petronologist Charlotte Reed with a healthy pet, healthy you tip. There are many reasons that you might have to shelter at home with your pets, such as unsafe air quality, dangerous roads, and or high winds and flying debris, but you have to be prepared. So here are some suggestions. Make sure your pet's inside. If it's unsafe for you to be outside, it's unsafe for him too. Know the location of your pet's emergency go bag. It should have already been stocked with extra food, water, first aid kit, and other essentials your pet needs. Take your pet with you to a room that's safe. 
The room's location is based on whether you are sheltering from a hurricane, earthquake, tornado, flood, or blizzard. If there's a wildfire, it's best to take your pet and leave the premises immediately. Bring a battery-operated radio to ensure that you can get updates from emergency officials, even if the power goes out and your phone or internet connection or down. If time allows, move your pet's favorite bed or blanket to your safe room so that you can make him as comfortable as possible until the threat passes. Since pets can get restless if cooped up inside in one room, bring items to keep them engaged, such as toys, games, and learning activities. Make sure your pet has a place to relieve himself. Keeping puppy pee pads on hand can be useful for this purpose, as can potty training your dog to go indoors. Have a few disposable litter boxes for cats, too. Make sure to have cleaning supplies on hand in case of an accident. Keep your pet away from the windows. Debris may be flying around during a storm due to high winds. In fact, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention says that flying debris is the most common cause of injury during a hurricane. Be ready for you and your pet to leave at a moment's notice. Keep your dog's leash, crate, or carrier and any necessarily travel gear near the exit. For cats, have a carrier or pop-up shelter and other essentials. Once gone, you can refer to your emergency evacuation plan. You know, pets know when there's panic in the air, so try to remain as calm as possible. This is pet trendologist Charlotte Reed with a healthy pet, healthy you tip. Stay safe. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. We first heard about EpiPet at our local rescue shelter where our family adopted Lucy, a 10-year-old yellow lab. She was in tough shape, but we noticed within just a few days how soft and thick her coat was getting. She has more energy now, loves to chase her favorite tennis ball, and most importantly, how happy and healthy Lucy is now. We could not be happier. Thanks, EpiPet. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, just visit epi-pet.com. That's epi-pet.com. Okay, so welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. And now for my I Likey of the Week. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. In response to the FDA report issued in July that discussed the possible link between grain-free dog food, in which they named 16 brands of dog food, and dilated cardiomyopathy in dogs, Avengers USA created their new game bird recipe with coconut oil for dogs. Now, if you recall, dilated cardiomyopathy in dogs, or DCM, is a disease of the heart muscle that results in a weakened contractions and poor pumping ability. Isn't that right, Dr. Flood? That's absolutely right. Okay. It generally affects large breed dogs, but in recent years, more small dogs have been diagnosed. And in recent years, more small dogs have been diagnosed with this disease. And that's because their thinking is that this grain-free dog food that these dogs, small dogs are eating is causing 
this disease, DCM, which otherwise would be seen in large breed dogs. Well, anyway, this new food by Evinger's, which is one of the last family-owned canneries that make pet food in the United States, is actually a finalist for the prestigious Pet Product News 2019 Editor's Choice Awards, which will be awarded next month in 2020. How about that? I think that's a really great. So the Gameberg recipe beat out thousands of entries in the entire dog category. It's been sought out by pet parents looking for a DCM friendly product that is pea free, chicken free, and has added taurine. Good luck, Avengers. And for more information, visit our social media channels and you can see the food and learn more about Avengers. And now our next guest I've been told is holding on the phone. For many of us, the hardest and most stressful parts of the holidays is dealing with our visiting families and friends, especially if your pet becomes the object of contention. Well, joining us today to talk about how to contain and deal with these types of pet problems and certain relatives is Dr. Stanley Corrin, one of my favorite guests. He is a professor emeritus in the Department of Psychology at the University of British Columbia. He's written like a gazillion books, and he also pens a column for Psychology Today. Hello, Dr. Corrin, and welcome back to the Pet Buzz. We love having you. Glad to be here. Okay, so Dr. Corrin is going to answer your pet questions today about dealing with family and their problems. But first, I'm going to start. Dr. Corrin, can pets become a problem for family members over the holidays? Yeah, uh, they can. And uh, the reason is very simple. Generally speaking, you know, unless we're out walking or playing with our pets outside, our pets reside in the house. And everything's pretty quiet, pretty predictable, and the people that they see are are, are familiar and so on and so forth. And so uh, our dogs careen around the house, and uh, then all of a sudden, uh, strange individuals start appearing in the house, and they have strange smells and 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 that sort of thing, and suddenly our dogs go ballistic and we think they're out of control. There's a really simple device that you can have which can sort of restore the kind of control you need in the house, okay? You know, our dogs run around the house freely, and if we want to correct them or bring them into an area, uh, it's not easy. We have to chase them or sometimes they're in another room or whatever else. So the, the trick is you go to a pet store, and you get a, a fabric leash, you know, uh, nylon or something like that, which is only about three or four feet in length and with a standard sort of bridle clip at the end. Um, the important thing is it has to be soft and it has to be uh, small when it's scrunched up so you can shove it in your pocket. And that's what you do. You put this little, you know, three, four foot leash in your pocket. When the guests and that sort of thing start to arrive, it's very simple. You call your dog over. <clears throat> Slip the leash on him, and now your dog is under control. And your dog knows it because he knows that when uh, he's got a leash on him, he's he's completely under control. And the point here is that uh, now he's not going to jump up on Aunt Martha, and he's not going to start exploring the nether regions of you know the, the new mom who's visiting. And it, it's a natural sort of thing. I mean, you're not, you're not using any force or anything. Your dog knows that when the leash is on them, they are. Uh, their behavior is restricted. It's also going to solve a number of other problems uh, because if your dog is on leash, then, you know, he can't be in the next room where the kids are driving him crazy. Right. 
and that sort of thing. Okay, so everybody hears about the leash. It's a great idea, but let's get to some of your questions. Okay, so Cora from Mississippi wants to know if it's a good idea to remind family and friends that you have a pet before they come to your home for the holidays, especially if maybe there might be an allergy sufferer. What do you think? I think it's always uh, um, a good idea. I tend to do it in a fairly um, low-key way. Uh, well, you you're know, a low-key guy. <laughs> but what what I what I tend to do is I tend to say to them, you know, Joni and I, and of course Ripley at Ranger are looking forward to to having you here. Uh, that reminds them that there's a couple of dogs uh, here. If it's important for them, they're going to know to take their their antihistamine before they come and that sort of thing. Or maybe they just won't come because, you know, they their allergies are not going to handle it. Okay, so, yeah. Sarah, so Sarah from the Hamptons writes, what's the best way to remind family and friends that you have a pet and review the house rules before they actually settle in, especially when it comes to health and safety? Well, I mean, if you've uh, uh, given that sort of gentle, you know, yes, you're welcome, uh, and our dogs are here, um, that's already reminded them that they that they uh, that you've got pets in the house. Uh, you know, house rules are are best given when somebody arrives at the house. Uh, for example, if you've got a dog who has has you know a brain allergy or something like that, you know, uh, when you greet your guests. Say uh, you know. Oh, by the way, this is Lassie, and and uh, she loves people, but uh, but please don't don't give her any snacks. She's got allergies. I mean, you know, it, that's that's the way that I tend to do it. It's really important to me to have my pets be part of my life and part of you know uh, my social activities. But I don't like them to intrude. So so I like to to uh, uh, remind people about things. Uh, in a in a gentle way and let them ultimately make the decision. Well, that's really Where, good because you know what I've done for the last few years when people come to stay with us? I always say, you know, we're so glad you're here. You know, we tell them before we have pets and just a few things. We want you to remember, you know, you got to close the doors and be careful with opening the windows. But, you know, a lot of we've had people stay before and it's always become a disaster. And they said, why? I said, because, well, they try to feed our pets and then the pets always get sick in the guest room. Um, uh, I, I don't like when other people feed my pets. And so, you know, I very often use the line, uh, don't give the dogs any treats, uh, if they've got sensitive stomachs. It's not totally true, uh, except for the old guy who will, you know, he seems to have a raging hunger and will lick the enamel off of his, uh, <laughs> uh See how Dr. Corn has finessed my answer? I just say straight out, they'll have diarrhea in the guest room, and you don't want to wake up and smell it or step in it. <laughs> no, I, I, as, I, as I said, you know, I, I really try uh, avoiding the negative connotations uh, on this sort of thing. And, you know, it, 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 it's important to me that people feel comfortable around the dogs. If they feel that all of a sudden this dog is going to be leaving a, a trail of sort of brown, smelly stuff, um, <laughs> uh, then then that's going to be in the back of their mind uh, and it's going to affect the way that they interact with the dog. I mean, I just... <laughs> much of a okay, I think that's great. 
Well, Dr. Corrin, I have to say you are a gentleman and a scholar. So thank you so much for joining us on the Peppas. We love having you. I want to wish you a happy holiday. Same to you, love. So that was Dr. Stanley Corrin, Professor Emeritus in the Department of Psychology at the University of British Columbia, author and contributor to Psychology Today magazine, offering his best advice when it comes to dealing with family about pets. For more information about Dr. Corrin, visit online. So stay tuned because up next, I'm talking about a dog-owning family who was burgled. At least they thought they were. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. I'm pet expert Charlotte Reed, and I want to remind you how important it is to protect your pet against fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes with preventative tablets and topicals. By giving your dogs and cats preventative meds throughout the year, you are protecting your pet from Lyme disease, heartworm, flea allergies, worms, and more, causing unwanted and costly vet bills. Most importantly, these parasites can infiltrate your home, causing you and your family's health to be compromised. Remember, healthy pet health you. I'm petrologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We are urban, suburban, and country. Okay, so how about some global pet news? And now, pet buzz news from around the globe. So when you're not at home watching them, sometimes dogs can create quite a mess. So after returning home from a shopping trip one day to find their kitchen had been completely trashed, a family living in Warrington, England, thought their home had been burglarized. Hmm. Dylan Rayner told a local media outlet that as she and her mom arrived back home, her mother looked through the window and they honestly couldn't believe what they saw. So photos from the scene, which I'm going to post on our social media channels from the, the, the scene of the crime show entire cupboards and trash cans completely emptied out with all of the contents like displayed, displayed across the kitchen floor. However, upon closer inspection of the scene, the family realized that their one-year-old Cocker Spaniel named Dory. So Dory looks a lot like the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge Cocker Spaniel Lupo. Well, anyway, when you looked at the items that were all over the floor, turned out there were little tiny doggy bite marks in everything that was destroyed. So I'm going to put the picture, like I told you, on our social media channels so you can check out the fun, quote unquote, she had while her owners were out. It just goes to show you folks that a crate and some toys really work. Not only does it protect the dog, but it also protects your stuff. And this is actually true for so many people who are getting a dog for the holidays. The crime is solved. The crime is solved. Okay, so our next guest is on the phone, but I'm going to talk about the weather conditions. I'm going to say, baby, it's cold outside, and if it's too cold for you, then it's too cold for your pet. Well, joining us today to talk about the serious threats that cold weather possesses to your pet's health is Dr. Christine Rudder 
from the Department of Small Animal Clinical Sciences at the College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences at Texas A&M University. That's a lot. Well, Dr. Rudder, thank you so much for joining us on the Pet Buzz today. Of course, it's my pleasure. Well, you know, it's so funny because after we booked this interview, we were talking amongst ourselves, is it really cold in Texas right now? Well, lucky for me, it's not that cold in Texas right now, but I did my residency training in New England, so I do have a little bit of experience of dealing with those cold winter problems. Ah, those cold winter problems. The temperatures are dropping as we speak. Anyway, (laughs) the first question I want to ask you is, does cold weather worsen some medical pet conditions? And depending where a pet owner lives, should dogs have a winter wellness exam? Well, I certainly do think that there are some animals that are going to be more predisposed to having trouble dealing with cold. These are going to be older animals, you know, geriatric animals, very young animals, so animals less than a year of age, and patients that have underlying diseases such as heart disease or if they're underweight or have endocrine diseases. So I do think if your pet lives outside and hasn't been in the best of health, you probably should talk to your veterinarian about whether or not it's okay to leave your pet outside or how long your specific pet can tolerate being outside. Well, we here at the Pet Buzz believe that pets are pack animals and part of the family, so we don't like to leave any pets outside. Um, We think pets belong in the home, or for those people who have ranches and other large accommodations, maybe they sleep in the barn with some of the animals, but at least they're inside. They're not living outside and chained to a fence. But what other things should we take in consideration when we think about our pets and their, their tolerance to cold? Well, first of all, I agree with you 100%. I don't think animals should live outside either. But as you said, that is a reality for some ranch animals and and farm creatures. I think what you need to really think about is if you're cold, your pet is cold. Also keep in mind activity level. So if you think about it, if it's cold outside and you're out running around, you don't feel it as much. And the same is true of your pet. If they're doing exercise, they're not going to feel as immediately cold. Where if they have to sleep out there or if, you know, things are quiet and there's a lot of snow and they're wet, those are things that are going to make that timeline for safety a little bit less. So what are some of the things that we should do when thinking about cold weather and pets? I mean, you said we should think about their elimination. They should be outside for 15 minutes. What about exercise? Yeah, I think exercise is totally fine. Because again, whenever you're exercising, you are generating heat and you're making sure you stay warm. Now, you do have to watch their little feet, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, they can come in contact with salt, which actually can make the water that they're touching colder. So you want to make sure that you protect their feet. And you can do that by either, either having them wear little boots or making sure that you're checking them frequently, that they're not getting little ice balls in their feet. Or there's actually a product called Mosher's Wax. Uh, that you can actually put on the fur and, and trimming the fur in between the pads can help prevent the buildup of that ice. But making sure that your pet's paws and nail beds don't seem um, dark in color or bright red in color and that the skin is a normal color. Those are things. But I think generally if you're exercising with your pet or, or having your pet exercising for 15 to 30 minutes, you're probably not going to see a problem. Okay, well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Dr. Christine Rudder from the Department of Small Animal Clinical Sciences at the College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences at Texas A&M University. I think I should get a lot of applause for saying all that in one breath, so I'm going to clap for myself. (laughs) Okay, so 
sweaters, coats, jumpsuits, what should, should they wear them? It depends on the dog. Uh, within my own pack of dogs, I have one dog that the minute the temperature drops, she goes and finds her little coat and brings it to me. And she loves it because she's a thin dog. She has a short hair coat and she loves wearing a little coat. I have another dog that despite having a thin coat, he couldn't care less and he doesn't seem any different. So I think it really just depends on does your pet seem to enjoy it? Is your pet indifferent or is your pet desperately trying to get out of it? So it's really different for each pet. I do think if your pet is short hair, doesn't have a lot of body fat, certainly having them wear a coat, especially if you're going to have them out for any length of time, is probably a good idea. In the same way, you know, can you go out in just a fleece when there's snow on the ground? Yeah, you can, but it's kind of miserable. It's the same for them, too. Okay. I'm curious because one of the things we always talk about this time of the year and, you know, and and maybe the temperatures aren't as cold. I mean, in a few more weeks, they're going to be colder. But let's review frostbite and hypothermia because I think those are two things that people always get freaked out about and always wonder about this time of the year. Of course. So frostbite is what happens on the extremities of pets. So it's a skin condition. It can affect the deeper tissues, but typically not. So it's going to be toes, it's going to be tail, and it's going to be ears, and sometimes even the nose. And it almost looks like a burn. Uh, you'll see reddening of the skin. Uh, maybe it doesn't, you know, it doesn't blanch whenever you touch it, and blanching is whenever you press on it and the blood drains out, and then you let go of it and the, the blood comes right back. And that can happen whenever areas are exposed to really cold temperatures for long periods of time or whenever they're wet and it's cold outside. That skin should look nice and healthy. If you're starting to see redness or you're starting to see you're not getting that blanching response, those are things that make you worry a little bit more. And that's very different from hypothermia, which is where the entire body gets cold. So the central body temperature is cold. And that can be a little bit harder to pick up. Because if you've ever been hypothermic, the first thing that happens is you feel sleepy. So a pet that's hypothermic, the earliest signs are going to be maybe acting a little antisocial. Maybe I don't want to be as involved with you or I'm less interested in my environment or I just go lay down. And so if your pet is less interactive than normal, that would make me really worry that my pet is actually getting too cold. It's time to go inside and warm up. Great advice, great information, and necessary information to pet owners to know this time of the year. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. With my pleasure. I'm happy to talk to you guys anytime. To learn more information, go to vethospital.tamu.edu and then pick the small animal hospital selection. And you'll definitely learn more about Dr. Christine Rudder and some more healthy pet tips. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Oh, darling, it's cold outside. Dr. Fleck, it's always too soon to wrap the show, but before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. So next week, we're going to talk about pet health and what you need to know as a pet parent. Now, we want to thank our guests. Special thanks to our guests, Jeanette Casolano, Dr. Stanley Korn, and Dr. Christine Rudder. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And if you have any questions, write us at team at thepetbuzz.com. 
we'll cover it on next week's show. And if you missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channels and listen to the Link Podcast on Monday morning. But most importantly, remember we're here each week to help you take better care of your pet. Peace out, pet love, and happy holidays. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.